This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, it's Casey. Before we start today, I just wanted to jump in and let anyone out there who thinks they would like to work with parents and facilitate positive discipline to know that I will be facilitating a Teaching Parenting the Positive Discipline Way workshop with my friend and business partner, Julieta Skoog, March 20th through the 24th from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. This will certify you as a positive discipline parent educator and train you up in everything you need to start leading and supporting parents. It is super fun. And if you enroll before February 20th, you will get the $50 off the cost of the workshop. You'll get the early bird special. Go to besproudable.com slash parent dash educators for more information and to register. Again, that's besproudable.com slash parent dash educators. Let us know if you have any questions. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we work to keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name's Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. Also, mama to a 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son, I am walking right beside you on the path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it really real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is a solo show, and I'm confident that what I share will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families around the globe. If you're feeling extra special, you can rate and review us over in Apple Podcasts. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to the Joyful Courage Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. So glad that you have clicked play 
tapped on that play button and that you're going to hang out with me for the next little while. That feels great. That makes me so happy. I just poured myself a cup of tea and I'm ready to hang out with you. So here we are, mid-Feb, mid-February. What a busy month this is. Yeah, it feels really busy to me. I'm doing a lot of traveling. By the time this comes out, I will have been to and from Palm Springs to celebrate my oldest best friend, Amy Prakowski. Her 50th birthday celebration was in the desert, and it was, I'm sure, super fun. (laughs) I'm actually leaving tomorrow for it, but once this goes live, I will have already done it. And then the day after this goes live, I'm actually headed back down to California with my son to see my family, see my brother, my dad, my mom, my stepmom, all my people down there doing a little family time since we had to cancel our family trip over the holidays. Thank you so much, COVID. So yeah, it's a busy month. And I don't think I've mentioned it anywhere yet, but I want to acknowledge that February is Black History Month. And even as I say that, it feels kind of weird. It feels like I should also mention that Black History is available to explore and celebrate all the time, not just in the month of February. But I do want to acknowledge Black History Month here on the podcast and highlight that at Sproutable and here on the podcast, part of our mission statement includes that we embrace all families and we are dedicated to continue to learn from and for families of color and the LGBTQIA plus community and all the places of intersection therein. There are so many amazing people of color elevating the conversations around positive parenting. Three of my favorites that have also been on the podcast that I will shout out here include Yolanda Williams, She was on episode 223 of this pod, and she is also a podcaster. Her show is called Parenting Decolonized. I also love and follow Iris Chen, Untigering Our Parenting. So she was on episode 256. She's got an awesome Instagram that I follow with really powerful messages. And also Leslie Priscilla, whose business is Latinx Parenting. She was on the pod episode 280, talking about reparenting ourselves. These folks are taking a stand for a cultural shift in the ways that parents hold space for their children, and they are a huge inspiration to me. I'm going to make sure that links to their Instagrams and websites are in the show notes. I also want to shout out my friend. Dr. Tracy Baxley, who wrote Social Justice Parenting. I so appreciate her work, as well as Britt Hawthorne, who was on the pod last fall talking about raising anti-racist kids. So there are some magical people out there doing really important work. And I'll just say that as a white person, as a middle-class, middle-aged white person, I'm not always aware of the status quo or of my privilege because it's in the water that I drink and the air that I breathe. But as I continue to work to uncover my own bias and broaden my lens, I see the value in hearing different stories and histories. I love to listen to Code Switch, NPR podcast. That's a beautiful 
expansive conversation around race and gender. It's always interesting to listen to that show as well as others. Yeah. And, you know, the last time I was home with my dad, who I adore, who is also on the other end of the political spectrum than me, not to mention generational divide, he made a comment about, I don't know how we ended up venturing into the political climate. I'm sure I didn't take us there, but something pulled us in there. My dad loves to offer things up. And he said, you know, I'm just not, I just don't think we should be rewriting history. And the people that want us to be rewriting history, it's just not okay. And go me, it's only taken 49 years. I was able to stay really grounded with that statement and not get emotional, which I typically do. And I said, dad, no one is asking for history to be rewritten. And anyone who's speaking up, the people whose stories have been left out of history, they're just asking for their stories to be told alongside the story of the white people. And it felt really good. It felt really good to share from a grounded, non-emotional place. And I noticed too that reframe I mean, I don't know how much of a reframe, I don't know what happened in his brain, but, you know, it felt like a really useful comment and response to what he was saying. And I know I'm speaking to mostly a white audience here in Joyful Courage land, and I want to say to all of you that nothing changes without us, white people, standing side by side with our brothers and sisters of color. And I know there are people in the audience that are people of color or who are raising mixed kids. And I want to bring this conversation up because I want you to feel seen and valued here in the community. Nothing changes without creating space for everyone's story to be told. Nothing changes without us doing our own work to uncover and dismantle the ways that white dominance has colored all of our lives. So that being said, I'm going to keep looking for diverse voices to bring on as guests on the podcast. I'm also going to read and work through Me and White Supremacy, a book that I've had for a long time by Layla F. Saad, so that I can actively do less harm to people of color. I would love for you to join me. I will post a link to her book in the show notes and, you know, let's all actively participate in Black History Month by doing our work to listen, learn, and grow. And how about we expand it outside of the month of February and do that work every day? That's what I wanted to start with. And I'm going to have a drink of my tea. All right, on to today's parenting content. So this week was Valentine's Day. Yay, or maybe not yay depending on how you feel about Valentine's Day. I actually brought back a practice that I've done a few years in the past with my kids where I put hearts, I didn't invent this, hearts on their door with little messages each day, starting February 1st and lasting until the 14th. And I like to have a little something for them on the 14th, simply because I love to celebrate how I love them. And each day I wrote a little message and put it on a heart. For my two kids and our bonus teen, Anona, as well. And it just felt really good to take time to be really thoughtful in the messages that I wanted to send to them and what I was seeing about them and what I believed about them. 
And there was also some chatter in the Living Joyful Courage membership community about leaving love notes on our teens' pillows at night as a way to drop in and appreciate them. And that was super sweet, right? I mean, I don't know about you. I was really good when they were little in their lunchbox. I always wrote them a little note. And then they get older and we don't maybe pack them a lunch or pack them a lunchbox. And you know that opportunity to leave messages, I don't know, we just kind of get out of that practice. But what I've noticed is kids really like it. Kids really like it. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be a post-it note on their mirror a couple times a week or on their steering wheel. We could do this for our partners too. Ben writes me little notes on the mirror, which I really like. And I try to do the same. It's about letting the message of love get through, right? That's something that we talk about in positive discipline. We talk about encouraging and accepting and celebrating mistakes and letting that message of love get through. Are our kids feeling that? Are they receiving that message? Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed 
to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. And then there's this whole conversation about unconditional love. I'm going to love you no matter what. And I love that. I appreciate the compass pointing us in the direction of unconditional love. And I'm also really curious and in the question of how we untangle love and approval, right? How do we keep the love going when we aren't feeling so stoked about their behavior? right? How do we not send messages that our love is conditional? You might be like, duh, we tell them we love them no matter what, right? Maybe. I mean, yeah, we can say that, right? But I'm really curious when we ask our kids, when you ask your kids, do you believe that I love you no matter what? Do you think there are things you could do that would make me love you less or more? I think it'd be really interesting to ask. As I say that, I think also to ask in a space of there's no right or wrong answer here. You can't hurt my feelings. Like I'm really trying to get a better understanding of myself and how I show up for you. So I'm looking for honesty. Don't worry about hurting my feelings, right? Sometimes we need to, if we've got people pleasers, we need to give them permission to really be honest. And ask those questions as well as how can we not send the message that our love is conditional? How do we get better at recognizing when conditions have walked into our parenting room? Does that make sense? I mean, listen, as someone who is still actively working on how attached I am to external approval, I know this is tricky. We're sending messages all the time to our kids about the conditions of our love. Unconsciously, right? Remember, they are great perceivers and poor interpreters, and they have been watching and studying and learning and responding to us their entire life. They've learned what they need to do to get love, right? They've learned what they need to do to create safety in their life. They've learned what they need to do to feel accepted and worthy. And all of us parents, we've come into this gig with our own conditioning around that. And so without a deeper examination of this simple concept of unconditional love and worthiness and acceptance, we may be setting up some dynamics that actually aren't the dynamics that we are meaning to set up. You know, so you may be doing all the things to say that you love them no matter what, but what is your face doing? What is your body doing, right? How are you responding when things get hard? How are you responding when they're not at their best self, right? I talk a lot about energetic responsibility. You've heard me talk about it on the pod before. I feel like just to remind you what that means is like energetically, we parents, well-meaning, loving, I love you guys, I love you, and I love me, 
we mean well, and sometimes we take on the energetic responsibility for how our kids do in school, whether or not they're making mistakes, right? We feel like it's up to us to get them to study. It's up to us to make sure they don't, you know, vape or drive too fast or stay out too late or, you know, be online bullies. We take that energetic responsibility. And what happens when we take that energetic responsibility and then they don't show up with good grades or we find out they have been vaping or that they have been bullying people online or they are breaking curfew, what we've set up then is this dynamic where now we take it personally, it's our fault, we're disappointed, we're angry. How could you make me look like this? How could you do this to me? Right? So energetic responsibility is messy. And I feel like it's a conversation around where we can let go of conditions, right? I talk about fiercely committed, lovingly detached. That lovingly detached piece is letting go of the energetic responsibility. I'm going to release responsibility for my child's behavior. Now, that might sound kind of crazy. Like, what? If we're not responsible for our child's behavior, who is? Uh, They are, right? And listen, if you're a complete asshole or negligent or overly helicoptery, of course, there is some responsibility around how your kiddo moves through the world because of the dynamic that you've been a part of setting up. But what I'm talking about is letting go of responsibility for our child's behavior and taking responsibility for ourselves and how we respond to our teens and tweens. Letting go of responsibility, like it's our job to make sure they do well in school. It's our job to make sure they don't make any risky choices, who their friends are, et cetera. That's not our job. That's not our job. We don't get to control that. We get to control how we show up. Does that make sense? When we let that go, we get to really sit inside of that idea. I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm going to love you if you need a redo. If you need to redo that class during summer school, I'm still going to love you. It's okay. It's a drag. And I can see that, you know, summer school isn't something that you love. So I'm here to support you in figuring out how to catch up or do what you need to do to avoid summer school. But, you know, that's up to you. I'm going to love you even if you end up struggling and addicted to vaping nicotine. I don't want that for you. That's a drag. You know, that's a hard thing to navigate. I'm still going to love you, right? And I'm happy to help you find support for that. I'm going to love you if you lose your virginity before I think you should, right? I might be a little disappointed just because of what I would hope the experience would be for you. But I'm going to love you no matter what. And I'm going to make sure that you're safe. I'm going to make sure that your emotional safety is intact and that you can have a place to talk through the choices that you're making where you feel worthy and accepted and loved, right? That being said, you know, we still get to voice our concerns, right? It's not like we can't 
share what we think. We still get to offer up thoughts and curiosity. We still get to create boundaries and limits, co-create even better, but we also get to love our kids through their journey of becoming. Byron Katie has this awesome quote. She's the author of The Work. You can check her out. Her quote that I love is, when you become a lover of what is, the war is over. When you become a lover of what is, the war is over. This speaks so much to me into the power of acceptance and surrender, which by the way, surrender is the topic that I'm speaking into on the Real Talk offer. If you've been seeing that on Instagram, check my Instagram feed and you'll see it's an offer for parents of teens and young adults, 10 interviews. I talk about surrender. I love talking about surrender. I have surrender tattooed to my wrist. My daughter gave me a crash course in surrender. (laughs) To me, it is letting go of what could be, what might be and what I think should be, and finding love in what is, right? Showing up, yes, of course, and being in acceptance. And if you can do that, if you can let go of what could be, what might be, if you could let go of what you think should be with your teen, how might that change the way you're showing up for them? If you can find acceptance around part of their journey to being who they're meant to be is failing a class or getting a ticket or experimenting with substances. If you sit inside of the possibility that this is a part of their story and is an opportunity for them to learn and grow through it, how might that change the way you're showing up for them. And listen, I know this is a big ask because the future is uncertain, right? The future is uncertain. We can't know. Like, even as I say those things out loud, I'm like, oh my God, but what if, what if, what if, right? It's easy to sit inside of the what if. And what if everything is amazing? What if everything is perfect, whatever perfect means. What if this is exactly the experiences that they need to have so that they can avoid pain and suffering in their future because of the challenging experiences that they're having right now and a parent who's showing up unconditionally, lovingly, authentically, transparently, they're able to move through these challenges so that they don't down the line need to go through even bigger things. Or maybe they do go through bigger things, but because of the experience they are having right now with you holding space for them, they're able to navigate it better, right? Like what about those what ifs? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? 
Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I want to invite you to release the illusion that your teens are here for you to mold. It's rude. (laughs) It's rude to hold them so small. They are here to grow through the experiences and the relationships of their lives. And if you want influence over how they are making sense of things, if you want to be in the conversation of the meaning making that's going on, be the lover of what is. And that will earn you a space at the table, right? We want to be at the table. And I know that some of you are really struggling in your relationship with your teens. I see you. I've been you. I've moved through that time as well. And it's really painful and it feels like you've been shut out forever. If you want a seat at the table, you get to do first some deep soul work, right? where you get to notice where have you been conditional, where have you been controlling, where have you sent messages that you're not a safe person to have at the table, right? Where can you take some responsibility and some accountability? Where have you been maybe inauthentic? And explore that, explore that. And if it's hard to find those things, right? Because again, that might not have ever been your intent. So it might be difficult to see up and out of your experience and imagine the experience of your kid. Maybe go to your kid and ask them. I'm really curious. I noticed that you really shut me out. And I'm guessing there was probably things that I've done or ways that I've shown up that have made it feel like I'm not a safe person. For you or somebody that you want to confide in. And when you're ready, child of mine, teen of mine, I would like to hear about your experience of me because I love you deeply. I love you deeply. And I just want to be here to hold space for you as you move through this time of your life, right? I just want to be here to hold space for you, to be a healthy adult, to be someone you can talk to or not talk to, but be near, right? Releasing the illusion that you're here to mold 
your child and instead be a lover of what is so that you can earn that space at the table. Because the power of unconditional love isn't in the giving, it's in the receiving. To know that you are worthy, that you matter to someone else no matter what, to know that without a doubt, someone's going to be there for you no matter the mistakes you're making or continue to make, it's huge. It's a huge message to send our kids out into the world with, right? And again, it's not enough to say it. Like you've got to follow it up with action, how you respond, how you be, how you be with and for them. This is good stuff. I like it. I like it. I like this conversation. So my challenge to you is one, open up a conversation with your kids about unconditional love. What does it mean to them? How do they understand it? Do they experience it with you? Who do they experience it with? Right? And kind of just play around with that. And maybe if it's too intense to be like, tell me about unconditional love, like maybe it's something you bring up at the dinner table. Like, hey, I've been thinking about this thing. I'm curious. What do you guys think about this? Right? Gather some information. And then two, look for opportunities to be unconditionally loving. You will, no doubt, have opportunities to experience fear and worry and disappointment, anger, all the things with your teen in the next few weeks, right? Lean into language that differentiates how you feel about their behavior and your love for them. Like look for those opportunities to be able to tease those things apart. I don't love that this is happening. I love you so much. That's not changing. And, you know, this is what I'm worried about. This is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? What do you want most, right? So playing with language so that you can differentiate between behavior and your love for your teen. And again, release the idea that you're here to control them. Let go of that energetic responsibility so that your teen can experience the weight of life being on them. Does that make sense? I'm talking about, you know, school, graduation, college, trade school, the future. It's theirs to create, right? Again, you know, that substance use, experimentation, risky behavior, screens, video games, scrolling and social media doesn't mean that you don't create agreements and limits together. Control doesn't mean we throw up our hands and we say, okay, peace out. Good luck with that. It does mean that we stay curious and hopeful. It means that when we need to, we get to embody that confident authority. And it means that we get to remind them of the strengths they have that they may be unaware of, right? And that's something we talk about. I think I've already mentioned it recently, that empowering encouragement. I see this strength. I see you using this strength over here. Do you know that that strength can also be used for this, right? I see how dedicated you are to your work, your job, your basketball team right? Do you know that that same dedication can show up over here with how you're thinking about showing up for yourself and the opportunity to go to college, right? So use strengths 
notice their strengths, see their strengths, and then remind them, highlight those strengths to them as well. Staying curious and helpful as we maintain our fierce, fierce commitment to them while being lovingly detached to them. (laughs) Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, unconditional love. It's an interesting conversation, especially, I don't know, I think it gets thrown around like it's not that big of a deal. But I tell you what, if you know that you are worthy and accepted and loved, no matter what, you're going to have a different walk in the world, right? You're not going to be spending your adult years trying to prove yourself because it grows an intrinsic sense of enoughness. And that's what we want for our kids, right? We want them to grow that intrinsic sense of enoughness, right? It's not everyone gets a trophy. It is, hey, you know what? Let's talk about that behavior. I'm a little concerned. And I love you no matter what. Like, I love you. There's no wobble there. And I'm concerned about this. Can we talk about it? Can you fill me in? Right? All right. Well, that's what I have for you this week. I hope that it is useful to you. I hope it's useful to you. And like I mentioned before, I'm going to drop the link to Layla Saad's book, Me and White Supremacy, into the show notes. Check out those mamas that I mentioned early on who are doing really important work around parenting. And they are all people of color that I admire and want to highlight. And yeah. Unconditional love, my friends, make it happen. In fact, if you wouldn't mind, (laughs) could you make it happen in Apple Podcasts by writing me a five-star review? That would be a great way to show your unconditional love for me. (laughs) Or even conditional love. I'm cool with it. It's fine. If you want to love me conditionally, I am okay with it. And I would love for you, you listener who shows up and pops in your AirPods and listens to this show or puts it on in the car whenever you do it, I would love for you to return the favor and write a review. It it makes it so that more people see my show and are exposed to it. So I would really appreciate it. All right. I'll be back Monday with a new interview. All the love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you so much to my Sproutable partners, Julieta and Alana, as well as Danielle and Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and helping it to sound so good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay better connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in on Monday for a brand new interview and I will be back solo with you next Thursday. Have a great day. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.